like seeing the moms who, you know, their students graduated with my daughter. And I just like, yeah, same thing. They're like, now what? Like, what do, what do I actually do? Like, and they're young and they have so many years and they're like, what? I just don't even know what I like to do anymore. And that's exactly, that's where I found myself back in 2018, where I was just like, what do I what do I actually even like? Like, I didn't even remember anymore what I liked because I was just so wrapped up in everyone else. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than A Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than A Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. My guest today is Pamela Hawks of the Unapologetically Me blog. As the voice and creator of the Unapologetically Me blog, Pamela coaches and empowers women to be the best version of themselves. She provides member support as well as group lessons through her social media presence inspired by her own personal development journey. Pamela's hardships have led her down a path to discover self-acceptance, self-love, and personal growth, and she has a passion for helping women embrace this for themselves. In this episode, Pamela and I talked about the importance of prioritizing your physical and mental health. The truth about social media and the impact that it could have on our lives, especially when we get caught in the comparison trap, how important it is to kind of learn our lessons through life experience, and also how we should just learn to really separate our identity as women from being mothers so that when our children get older, we are not feeling like we are losing part of ourselves as they grow and go. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Pamela says, it means to have an identity that is my own. This identity is not defined by the many roles I have, such as mama, wife, friend, leader, and it is okay to have my roles and have my identity as Pamela. Let's dive in to this great interview. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you could be here. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me today. If you could just take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so my name is Pamela. I live here in New Hampshire and I am a mama to three girls ages almost 20 almost six and almost three. So I have a little bit of an age gap there. I am also married to my best friend, my husband, and we yeah, are just happily living here on the East Coast. I work 
full time outside of the home. I am involved in a nonprofit that helps the homeless in our state and I'm a member of the senior leadership team there. And then in my quote unquote spare time, I have a little side hustle that I've been doing, which really started off becoming a blogger, which we will definitely talk a little bit more about, but also then this year rolling out a, a coaching program. So that is kind of who I am and a little snapshot there. That is wonderful. So I can relate to, I have an age gap with my kids too. So my son will be 21. Then my girls are 13 and 11, almost 14 and 12. So I can relate to the age gap also working full-time outside of the home and then having my business going on the side. So yes, I definitely speak the language that you were speaking when you said in your quote unquote spare time. Cause yeah. I say that to people all the time. They're like, well, what do you do? And I lay it out. I'm like, yeah, my free time. This is what I do along with parenting and all that, all those other things. Yes. Yes. Now, before we get started and talking about all you're doing with blogging and now coaching, I just want to briefly kind of walk through that. What were those transformational or aha moments in your life that led you to the path that you're on right now to pursuing your dreams and adding your dreams and goals to working full time? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's so interesting that I actually know exactly when my aha moment was. I, after we added my third daughter, I honestly had this emotional breakdown that I was not expecting. And I don't know if you felt something similar since you too have that age gap, but having my daughter, my first daughter, obviously like pretty much is you know only child for 13 years bringing in my middle daughter it felt like having two only children right like my 13 year old was very self sufficient at that time and so i was really able to take care of the baby in a you know it, it's, but it felt different. Like I was like, well, I have two girls, but it, it was just so, there was just such a, a gap. So I thought for sure when I had my third daughter, like this is going to be so easy. Like I totally have this. And it threw me through a loop. I had never experienced like having obviously two children so close in age. And I remember just trying to navigate, like, how do you actually survive this? Like, how do you chase a toddler and feed a like screaming baby and meet both needs at the same time? Like whose priorities, right? And it just, for me, I'm a um, recovering like perfectionist. And I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. And I, it wasn't enough. And all of this, like just negative self-talk really started happening. Um, and it was around Christmas in 2018, so the year that my youngest was born, that I really had like this emotional breakdown of like just beating myself up, knowing that in the new year, I was going to be promoted to a senior member of my team at work, feeling like I wasn't enough as a mom, um, feeling like I wasn't showing up as a wife to my husband. And I just really felt like in that moment, like something had to give because for all the beautiful things that I had in my life and things to be grateful for, like I just wasn't happy. And that to me felt like something's wrong. And that's kind of when I had this aha moment that I was so wrapped up in showing up for everyone else as many you know, parents or moms do that I had totally lost sight of who I was as like 
me, Pam? Like, who am I? Um, what do I need? Like, how can I make myself a priority? I was definitely the last one um, on the list for sure. I can definitely relate to that. I almost felt like I was walking down a similar path right. without you. I mean, my kids age gap. My son was the only child for seven years, so not quite as long, but still. Then I had my uh, girls back to back. So having that toddler and that baby, I can relate to that experience and also having the same <laughs> thoughts of, okay, I've done this before. This is going to be a breeze. But then what I found is that having my third child, so my youngest daughter, she, her personality, I mean, is so different than everyone else's. So I feel like I was my first two kind of eased me into parenting so I could be prepared for her to come along. So not only was it the challenges of having two close in age, then it was the totally different personalities. And I can relate to what you said, how it just kind of threw you through that loop. You now have these two little people that are depending on you when for so long, like you said, it's like having two sets of children. And that's yes. even as they get older and now mm. I'm in like the teenage years and my son is in the adult years, it's still like having two sets of kids because they're yes. at such different points right now. And it's still a navigating act, trying to figure out how to meet the adult child needs than the pre-teen and teen. Yeah, it's still, still crazy. Yes. But yeah, I am definitely with you with the recovering perfectionist, all of that, and getting to the point of realizing that you're giving everything to everyone, yeah. beating myself up. Like I just really felt like you were speaking my language with everything that you just said. Yeah. And you know, I don't even think you necessarily even have to have like an age gap like we've had, right? I think that mamas do it all the time where they're just like constantly like putting pressure on themselves or unrealistic expectations to just meet the needs of everyone else. And we're just, we run dry and we don't even realize it. We just think that, that this is what we're supposed to be. This is the role that we have, you know, and, and this is how, this is how we show love. And, and really it's like, if you're not your best self, then how can you ever show up in the way that you want to for, you know, those around you that you love? And that is so true. It's with it's universal to me with moms because we're such the caretakers, the caregivers. We want to give to everyone. And we don't realize that in giving to everyone, that is really depleting. I and mean, I don't think people, especially from speaking from my own experience, we don't take into account because we feel this is what we're supposed to do. We like to be caretakers. We like to help our families out to provide for everyone's needs, make sure everyone is emotionally well that we don't stop to think of how that truly, when you think about it, it drains us. And if we're not doing something to pour back into ourselves and meet our own needs, then we are just constantly just pulling from ourselves, draining ourselves. And it gets to that point where I feel a lot of moms reach, regardless of age gap of kids, however it is, we all get to that point where it's just like, I am burnt out, I am miserable, I can't do this anymore. And we get to that point and it's like, okay, I have to do something different, but where does it start? Yeah. And absolutely. I feel that we're both saying here that it was, we both lived that experience and it's like, it clicks in your head. I need to start making myself a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of guilt and shame wrapped up in that, right? This idea that, well, if I take time for myself, like... What does that look like for my family? Like that you should be with your kids all the time. And if you go off and do your own thing, like, how dare you? How dare you? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that was, that was what I was feeling. I never 
like if I went somewhere, it was either with my whole family or at least with my kids, grocery shopping. It didn't matter. Like me having me time, like was not a thing that I did because again, I just felt like, who am I to think that I deserve like time alone, you know? But that's, that was when I realized like, oh, actually like there shouldn't be this sense of guilt and shame for that. Like this should be, I should lead by example for my kids too. And for my husband to say, it's okay for us to want things of our own and, you know, show up for our, for our family. And that's true. A lot of us do deal with that guilt and deal with that shame, as you said, because we have this mentality that we have to provide and be there and care for everyone 24 hours, seven days a week. And how dare us take time for ourselves. And a lot of us lose sight of the fact that before anyone ever called us mom, we had an identity. Mm -hmm. But yet once we become mom to these little humans that grow into bigger humans, that becomes our identity and we absorb ourselves in the role of mom instead of recognizing that it is just one of many roles that we wear, yes. we make that like our complete identity. What would happen if you were crazy enough to buckle down and focus on one thing? That podcast you've been thinking about starting or that podcast that you have that's sitting stuck and stagnant and you need ideas on how to grow it and move forward? How about that book that you started writing and it's just sitting there collecting dust waiting for you to finish the process? Or busy moms out there, you have so much going on in life, you just need to figure out how you can buckle down and start making yourself a priority so that you can live your dreams and goals. Well, I want to let you know that if you sit down and focus on one thing, then you can make anything possible. You can make your dreams come true and really accomplish your goals. I'm excited to announce that my 30-day laser focus intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching program, The Power of One, is back for a limited time only. During this program, you will get one month of my attention with super focused coaching, accountability, and support. We'll sit down, develop an initial strategy with a plan of action that will help you achieve your goals, whether it's in podcasting, getting your book done, or life coaching so that you can really make that space in your life for your dreams and goals. We'll have weekly one-hour coaching and strategy calls, and you will have daily office hours and access to me to answer your quick questions and provide guidance. No longer do you have to spin your wheels and go in circles with all these ideas you have going on. There is nothing more frustrating than having an idea and struggling to gain traction. Hit the link in the show notes as you can find out more about my Power of One 30-day coaching program available to you for podcasting, book coaching, or life coaching. All the tools and strategies that you need to achieve success. What are my past clients saying? We have author Danny McLean who says, Yo, this woman right here has pushed me to write my first book. Lawan Moses helped me set weekly goals, kept me organized, and most importantly, motivated me to actually finish. I always saw myself as an author, but it takes someone special to pull certain gifts out of you. Thank you, Juan Mo. You inspire me to keep on going. So if you want to get results like Danny, get your book finished, get your podcast going, and get your life in order, then... Head on over to LawanMoses.com 
and check out my Power of One coaching program. I remember with my oldest, um, because I obviously had her, I was very young. I had her when I was 19. And so at a very impressionable age, like that, that became my identity. You know, I was her mom and that's just who I was. Like I took on that role and I took it extremely serious, of course. And when she moved out this year and I watched her taillights, you know, like pull on out of my driveway and I was just like, there goes, literally there goes my identity. Like there it goes, like, out, you know, like she's going on to live this beautiful life and start her journey. And like, who, like, who am I? Like, what do I like? Like who, you know, and even though I still have the two little girls at home, it was just this really interesting place to be where I was like, wow, like for 19 years, you know, I've been everyone's mom and, and rarely do I talk about who I am and what I like and enjoy to do. And I think that's something I've been even just really trying to work on more and more lately. I definitely agree that it's a work in progress. And yeah. like you, I had my son when I was 18. So and when I was thinking back in hindsight, as you said, that becomes your identity. And to me, as I reflect on my past and where I am now, I feel like because I was a teen mom, I don't know if you could relate to this, but because I was a teen mom and I was so determined that I was not going to fit that yes. teen mom statistic, yes. that I kind of dove all in, like you said, and that became my identity. I mean, I know moms of all ages experience this, but I can just say from my end and thinking back, I was like, because I was so young, pregnant at 17, had him at 18, it was like, I'm not going to be this stereotype. Mm -hmm. I am still going to reach my goals. So it's like, I am mom, hear me roar. Yes. You're going to see the best parent, best life, whatever it is, but not realizing that, yes, that is a good mentality. Yes, it paid off. But at the same time, when you think about it, all mothers, whenever you have your kids, when you think about it, our identity doesn't have to become motherhood and we can still be that success, yes. reach those goals and be just as powerful. But I, that's what I tend to think about when I reflect on my journey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I raised my daughter to be like, you can be anything, you can do anything, you can have whatever you want, and it's going to take hard work. I mean, that was hard. And I'm sure you were right there, too. Like, that was hard <laughs> to do. And but I think that like she was raised a different way. Not that, I mean, my little girls still see me work hard, but in a different way, right? They're seeing me work hard on these side projects and showing up that way where my daughter, my oldest watched me work two jobs and go back to school and right, like build that foundation for us. So it, it was really interesting. Um, and I would be curious, like her perspective on it, but yeah, uh, you know, it really helped build her foundation of how she shows up in life now. So true. And I like how you mentioned when you said that she moved out and you were watching her taillights and you're like, there goes my identity. Yes. And I feel that is such a powerful speaking point because there are a lot of moms that regardless of when they have their kids, yep. they're at that same point or they're living that right now. And it's because they've given so much to all their kids. And that was one of the reasons, one of the driving forces behind the start of this podcast, because at that time, my son had already graduated from high school, but I was running into a lot of people whose kids were coming up on graduating high school. They're moving out, those different milestone moments. And a lot of moms are like, I don't know what to do with myself yes. right now. My yes. kids are leaving. They have their own life. Even if they aren't leaving, they're teenagers, they're driving now, they have their friends. 
And I'm sitting here like, what am I supposed to do? Because I've done so much for them my whole life. Yeah. And that's why I'm empowered by blogs like yours, movements like yours and mine, because we're showing moms that we don't have to absorb our identity in our kids. We have an identity that stands separate from motherhood. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's that's so true. And yeah, you're right. I mean, like seeing the moms who, you know, their students graduated with my daughter and I just like, yeah, same thing. They're like, now what? Like, what do, what do I actually do? Like, and they're young and they have so many years and they're like, what? I just don't even know what I like to do anymore. And that's exactly, that's where I found myself back in 2018, where I was just like, what do I, what do I actually even like? Like, I didn't even remember anymore what I liked because I was just so wrapped up in everyone else. And it, that itself was a journey to figure out like, oh, like I actually, I really enjoy reading or the water makes me so happy. And, you know, I bought a paddleboard and started paddleboarding and finding beach yoga local to me. And like some, some things worked and some things didn't. I tried, you know, like some art type stuff. I was like, that's not, nope, that's not me. Um, but, you know, like it took like a little trial and error to say, you know, what is it um, that makes my heart happy that I could have for myself? Yes, definitely trial and error. And that is such an important question that what do I like to do? Because I feel there are a lot of moms that cannot answer that question. I know I couldn't answer that question years ago. Somebody asked me, what do I like to do? And what's the natural response? You start talking about what your kids are doing, yeah, what you have them kids. involved yep. in, what you may have going on inside your house or things like that around the house, gardening, whatever it is. We don't realize how much when someone asks us, well, what do we like to do? What do you do for fun? What are your plans? We talk about these items or people and things happening around us, but we lose that part to where we can say, okay, I am who I am and I like to read or I like to do beach yoga, as you said. We all lose that part. And I really... It always boggles my mind how the faces change, the ages change, but then when you have the conversations, the stories are all the like the same at the bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. So you were saying that it took you a lot of trial and error when you were first starting out kind of rediscovering your identity and rediscovering the things that you like to do. What would you say was kind of like that first step that you took in the process to starting to rediscover the things that you like to do? Yeah. So honestly, it was my physical and mental health. I was not making that piece of me a priority whatsoever. And, you know, I had always, no, I can't even say like, I mean, I had been active. I had done like, I love dancing. That was something growing up. I was always really into dancing and then let that go as I became a parent. But I found like a local Zumba class and would go and like do that. And that like, you know, was fun. But then I would, you know, consume too much or, or even like my mental health. Like I just wasn't taking care of it. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and stress and not even realizing that that's what I was experiencing. And those things can really affect your physical health too. Cause again, you're consuming or you're overeating or over consuming alcohol. And so that was the, the first thing that I did. And honestly, like 
kind of by accident. Um, so I share this story that my husband and my brother-in-law, they are big into biking and they were going to do, because we were entering into 2019 and they were going to do 2000 miles for 2019. And I was like, I can do that. I totally got this. So I was like talking smack to them and we bought a stationary bike and I realized wow, that's actually a heck of a lot harder than I thought. I think I had to average like 40 miles a week on my bike in order to do like to meet this goal. And so I was determined. I was like, I am not letting them win. I am doing this. I didn't want any barriers because I was home with two kids. That's why I got an indoor stationary bike, but they were outside doing like road biking and mountain biking. And I, I, never did it about like a number on a scale or a pant size, like nothing like that. To me, especially having girls in the house, I try really hard to talk about just being healthy and strong and, and I don't even own a scale. And so I started to see though, just by like moving my body and having something that I was working towards that ultimately, I mean, it was definitely making me physically feel stronger, but also it was a release. Like I would come back from a tough day, you know, work and being able to move my body after the girls got to bed released, like whatever kind of was happening in my brain. And then I got back into counseling. I have like dappled with counseling my entire life, depending on the season and what was going on and just made it back to being a priority and connecting with a counselor a couple of times a month and really not having shame around that. Like being able to speak to someone that's outside of your actual world and processing like the things that you're experiencing. So I felt as though really finding strength in in my physical and mental health helped build a foundation that I was then able to kind of um, jump off of. And again, it's not like I had any sort of plan. I was just like things kept kind of showing up and then I would kind of jump on them. And so it was all happening by accident, but I think on purpose, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense because I feel like what you said was you were prioritizing your physical and mental health. So you knew that that is what you had to do. You didn't quite have a plan on how you would do it, but you knew that that first step, if you were ever going to see that change that you want to see, that transformation is that you had to start prioritizing your physical and mental health. And then I like how it was sparked by a competition because to me, a competition is always great because I'm a competitive person. So I would have had that same yes. mindset like, <laughs> oh, I am going to do this. I am going to win. They are not going to beat me. And I feel it makes you goal oriented and also yes. a great competition. That is a great way to really start to prioritize things because a lot of us need some sort of external motivating source yes. as much as we want the internal motivation. A lot of times it takes a little friendly competition to kind of get us off our butts, get us moving. And then what we find, as you said, you started to realize it was a release. It was helping you feel better all around and then going into the counseling. And it, you, we just find that if we take that first step, and I think that's what it is, taking that first step towards prioritizing your physical and mental mm -hmm. health, you may not know what it's going to look like, but being intentional in taking that first step, you'll start to find that Things will start to fall into place. You'll find those things you love. And little by little, you'll see that improvement and you'll start to feel better. And yes. I think that is the point right there. It's a gradual process, but it's important just to kind of take that first step to make that a priority so that you can set that right foundation. 
So true. Absolutely. And that took, I mean, all of 2019. I mean, my, I, yeah, 2019 was a pivotal year for me because I feel like I was learning so much about myself that I had neglected for years. And, and it took the entire year. Like that was not something that happened, you know, in January because of, you know, having this new year's Eve goal. Like it was, it was something that it was a journey for sure. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. Now let's transition. I would I would love for you to tell us more about what you're doing with Unapologetically Me. And I must say that I love this Unapologetically Me because when I first started my personal development, personal growth journey back in 2013, that was what I said. Like that was my theme for that year. I'm going to um, be me unapologetically. And I had like I got a shirt even made for myself oh, that I said that said unapologetically me. So when I saw the name of your blog and all of that, I immediately fell in love. I'm like, because that is the attitude I went into all of this with. So please just tell us more about that. Yeah. yeah. So so again, that kind of happened by accident in 2019. It was May. Oh, it was ahead of May, actually. And my husband called me out and said, you are addicted to your phone. You're on social media all the time, like, you know, mindlessly scrolling, which many of us I, I know do. And like, you know, I was getting wrapped up in just blah online and, you know, the game of comparison and everything else. And it just wasn't healthy. And I appreciate him like saying something to me because I knew it, but I, you know, I was ignoring all of the signs. And, and so again, I just was like, listen, I don't need social media. Like watch, I'm going to go social free for like the month of May. And so I did no social media for the whole month. And I actually felt really good about not being on social. I was more intentional and present in my life. I wasn't all about like taking pictures and the perfect pictures so I could post them and you know all of that and and when it came to it was Memorial weekend and I remember we were outside and he just was like, you know, June's going to be here in a minute. And are you going to get back onto social? And I was like, you know, I think so. I miss like showing pictures to the grandparents and the family, like of the kids and things like that. But I definitely am going to put some more boundaries around social. And he goes, what did you miss the most about it? And because like that start of the year, I'd really started reading some personal development books and I was like sharing what I was learning with like just on Facebook with my friends and family, like quotes or taking pictures of the books. And I said, I really missed that because every time I shared and I was like, oh, like this is how I'm feeling. This is how I 
this is what resonates with me about this book. Um, there are women on my page, um, just my personal page who are like me too. Like, Oh my gosh, I hear you. And so I'm sharing this with my husband. I'm like, you know, just connecting with other moms to be like, this is hard. And so he said, Do, you should write a blog. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, why would I, when am I going to do that? Like write a blog. The one thing talk about a limiting belief was that I was not a, a strong writer. I had been actually teased for my writing many times throughout my life as a child and an adult. And I was just like, the second he said it, I felt like yucky inside. Cause I was like, Oh, and show everyone how weak I am at this thing. Like no way. And he was like, just look into it, look into it. So I took that weekend and I was like, you know, Googling, how do you start a blog? And how do you start? You just write. And so I just opened up like some Google Docs and started writing. And I started just writing about the things I had been processing, like up until that point of that year. And so then I was like, all right, maybe, maybe I'll check this out. And I started searching like, you know, some different domains and names. And, and finally I was just, again, perfectionist was like, it has to be perfect. And, and I was like, you know what? No, like this, none of this has to be perfect. This just has to be me. Like, and if it's just my, my parents who read this thing, like that's, that's who cares, right? Like, I'm just going to put this out here. And so from May, the end of May until I think I launched the blog in August, I, you know, I, I launched it and I remember literally hitting like the launch button and I had like posted a couple of blog posts and then I like closed my laptop and I, I took a like three hour nap. I was emotionally drained and I was like, I don't know what this is about to, you know, look like. And people started reading it. Like again, like close friends and family for sure, but they started sharing it and it just kind of picked up that people would write to me on the side constantly and say like, you, your words are so appreciative because I know I don't feel alone, you know, like, because I think parent, like being a parent, especially being a mom sometimes can feel extremely isolated. Even if you have the biggest family and support system around, like when you have these thoughts of like, I'm not enough, I'm not getting this right. You feel like it's just me. And, and so I'm sharing with the world, you know, vulnerability and transparency to say like, <laughs> I got, I got nothing here. Like I am not perfect. Like here's what, you know, here's where I am today. And, and people are just like, wow, like I'm not alone. And I think that has been what's kept me going is, is those little private notes from people who, who thank me because, you know, they don't, they no longer feel isolated in that. Yes. And I like how you said it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be me. Yeah. And I think a lot of us perfectionists at heart, recovering perfectionists, whatever we call ourselves, we get stuck on the perfect part of it. But I like how as you were going through it and with the encouragement by your husband to start this blog and how you were able to put those insecurities, that self-doubt aside and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And it shows that you never know that when you just take that step to do something, how many lives you may impact in the process. Yeah. You know, and it's so interesting. I wonder if you feel the same, but at first I was so obsessive about how many likes, how many followers, like, right. Like how do you beat algorithms, all this different stuff. And, and it would, it would start this like 
narrative in my brain that wasn't healthy. Like that, that's what I was trying, like that my goal was like, I got to get to this number. And it, I've tried to continue to process and remind myself quite often, like, that's not what it's about. Like the reason for ever putting this blog out here was not about how many people liked it. It was about how many people felt impacted. And if that was one person, you know, really feeling connected to that blog post, then I, that was my, that would hit my goal. That was my intention. I agree. And I think it goes back to the social media, as you were saying, how you had to take that kind of break from social media because you were mindlessly scrolling, doing the comparison game that we all do, probably beating yourself up with the guilt and shame, looking at other people's perfectly aesthetic feeds and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I feel that a lot of that pressure and the idea that it has to be a certain amount of likes. You have to have a certain amount of followers. You need to have this going on and that going on to beat the algorithm is because the narrative that is constantly pushed on social media, how to grow this, how to grow that. You got to do this. You got to do that. But there's such a piece when you realize that that is not really the ultimate goal because a lot of these people can have 10, 20 K followers, whatever it is. But if you're not really connecting with people, to me, it kind of loses the purpose And I know that was really like a relief to myself when I was able to say, okay, I need to step back and refocus and kind of just be like, what is the real purpose? What am I doing here? And the real purpose is to reach just that one person. Like when I wrote my book a few years ago, my whole thing was if I write this book and one person reads it and their life is changed by it, then I've met my goal. And that's how I had to reframe my thinking around the whole social media game and the podcasting, the blogging, because I too started with the blogs similar on the same purpose as yours years ago. But yeah, I had to reframe my thoughts that way as well, because if not, it's so easy to get caught up in this social media game, if that's what we want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't serve us, right? It doesn't it doesn't bring the good out of me to to put out into the world. It does the opposite. It deflates me. And so I try really hard to remind myself of that often, but it really, it always means a lot to me when my community even just like reaches out to say like, thanks, like, you know, this one got me today. And I'm like, okay, there you go, Pam. Here's your reminder. Keep going. You know? Yes. Those little, those words of encouragement from our <sighs> community truly mean a lot. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com. That's www.lawannmoses.com and join my community today. Aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh, I think the journey itself, to be honest, I love reflection. That is one of my favorite practices to do. And I do it two times a year. I do it at the end of a year. I always reflect back and I I love to see growth. I love to see, you know, where did we start and where where am I at? And what beautiful memories do we have from this year, even a year in a pandemic? And the second time that I do it is on my birthday. I always reflect back. I actually have a blog post coming out this week about what my 38th year on this planet like taught me. And I am just, I like 
geek out over like journey and lessons and like when life is hard, like just being so open to finding the lesson that showed up in it and, and sharing that with anyone. I don't care if it's my girls. I don't care if it's my husband. I don't care if it's on the blog. I don't know if that's like, you know, a good answer for this, but it just lights my heart up. Like I, I don't know. That's what I like to write about. Like, that's what I like to read about. It just makes me so happy to hear like other people's journeys and lessons. I think that's why I, you know, I just love to like to put it out into the universe because I love to like also receive it from other people when they share. But that is something that I just like, I just totally geek out on. It makes me so happy. Right. And there is no good or bad answer to this question. It's whatever it is that you feel. And that to me is powerful because I'm big on reflecting as well. And I love, I always say experience is life's greatest teacher. So I am that person too that have gotten to a point now when I'm inside of a difficult time, a tough time, I'm always, okay, what is the lesson that I need to learn Mm -hmm. in this time? Because I used to look at it a whole different way and it would just mess up my total mindset. But now I have that reframe my own thinking like, you. okay, what is the lesson? And then being transparent, because what we find is that through your blog, through my podcast, whatever the platform, when we are transparent, when we do share, then it gives other people that freedom to know that they're not alone yeah, and they can do these things too. Cause we're both working full time. We're running our businesses on the side, we're parenting. And then in the side business that we're doing, we're sharing our struggles to let people know that even being a mom, working full time, running your business, things still do happen. So you, there is no perfect situation. There's never mm-hmm. going to be a perfect time. So if you recognize you have dreams and goals inside of you, there's no better time than now to just get out there and get started and start to make them happen because you're still going to go through things. And I feel that is the refreshing part of what I'm starting to see more and more now in this online social media world mm. is more people are coming from behind those kind of perfect aesthetics and telling all the good stories to really sharing the behind the scenes process, what it's really like. And I feel that is empowering in itself. It really is. I, it makes me think one of the social media posts that I did one day, it was a picture of like a, a kitchen cabinet and the bottom like drawer was pulled out and my youngest had taken everything out of it and she crawled inside. And I was like trying to stand over her and I'm like, I meal prep on Sundays. I'm trying to meal prep. And I like, she like wasn't listening. And I just, I remember that oh, it was hard. It was just in that moment was hard. And I snapped this picture and I posted and just said, I've spent most of my morning crying. How's your day going? Like, you know, and so I couldn't even believe the reach of people being like, this Sunday is hard. Oh my God. I've been yelling at my kids. I'm not showing up. And I just was like, Yes. Yes. Like it can't, oh, it's not always perfect. And the pressure that we put on ourselves or that we think like, you know, by looking into other people's worlds of what they're putting out there, like, again, that we're not enough because we're not meeting this expectation, unrealistic expectation that we've built for ourselves. So yeah, it's, it's, it is refreshing for sure to see more and more people opening up and being authentic and vulnerable and even just intentional, right? About being, we've been talking a lot in my group about just be, 
Like, let's just be in this moment. Let's rest and recharge because that also is extremely important. And let's just like show up and how we can today. I like that. Just be in the moment and show up as we can today. I really like that. I thank you, Pamela, for joining me today. If you could just tell the audience where they can connect with you online, if you have any offers or products or anything that you want to share at this time, please do so. Awesome. Thank you. So yeah, so I'm definitely on both Facebook and Instagram. The name is the Unapologetically Me blog. I also over on Facebook have this community that I've built of 400 plus women who are from all over the world that we are just trying to show up as the best versions of us. We're total strangers and we have great conversations constantly. This month for May, we're actually talking a lot about limiting beliefs and other people's opinions and how that really affects us. So that's just a free group over there that folks can find through both of my social media pages. And then like I think I mentioned at the start of the show, I kicked off my own like coaching program. So doing it both individually and in a group setting. And this has been something that I did a kind of like a little pilot project on last year. And it was amazing. It was amazing to work with a group of women who just are trying to show up in their life, trying to find their worth, their identity, make some goals for themselves. It's just been um, an amazing journey and one that I wish I had had, you know, when I had started my, my personal growth journey back in 2018 or the end of, I didn't have anyone to say, hey, this is normal. Hey, this is this is the path maybe we should take you on. I kind of just figured it out on my own. And so I wanted to give the opportunity to walk alongside um, these other women who are trying to do you know, similar things. So those are the projects I have going on right now. And who knows what else 2021 will bring. So great and such valuable information. I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so that everyone can easily find you and connect with you. So I thank you again for joining me. This was truly great. Thank you. Has trauma impacted your life? Do you find yourself stuck, discouraged, and struggling to work through unresolved trauma? Have you completely lost sight of your dreams and are unsure of what steps to take next? Whether you are currently dealing with trauma, working through your trauma, or simply at a point in life where you are ready to set and achieve your personal and professional goals, Rising Above Statistics is the book you need in your life right now. In Rising Above Statistics, From Trauma to Triumph, I share steps that I follow to transform my trauma as a teen mom living in poverty and dealing with depression into growing into a strong, successful businesswoman who lives every day with purpose, intention, and focus. Through stories, tips, and guided exercises, I show you how you can transform your trauma, master your mindset, and unleash your full potential in business and life. In these pages, you'll discover why your mindset matters, how to overcome obstacles, and how to let go of the past. Most importantly, you're gonna find out how you can reclaim power over your life today. This book goes beyond my personal story and inside the pages are filled with tips, tools, and strategies you can use to release the past and live freely in the present. If you are in need of a plan to help you get unstuck and transform your life, then this book is for you. 
You do not have to be a victim of your trauma. You can work through your trauma and rise above your obstacles in order to achieve success against all odds. Head on over to my website, LuanMoses.com, and grab your copy of Rising Above Statistics from Trauma to Triumph today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.